Welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. I am your writer-in-chief, Rosalind Jackson. I am a lover of words, and that love led me to a passion for writing. And what's the next best thing to writing? Talking about writing. So kick back and join me for mind-blowing chats about writing covering everything from screenplays to novels to poetry, from nonfiction books to songwriting, and much more. Raised in the Inland Empire in California, Saranis Jackson is one of four children. He comes from a family of athletes and mainly grew up as one. But he found a love for TV and film at the age of five when he first watched an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But his other love for basketball called and he went on to receive a scholarship to play basketball and then played professionally overseas. During the off-season, he went back to L.A. to film basketball commercials. His very first commercial was a Jordan brand commercial with NBA player Chris Paul, directed by Paul Hunter. After several major national commercials, he got an opportunity of a lifetime to work with Spike Lee in the top-selling video game NBA 2K. That project led him to work with Spike Lee once again in Chirac. Jackson soon found success with his breakout role as Dro on Insecure. He has since worked on the hit series Good Trouble in the reoccurring role of Isaac Hall and on BET's drama series Gangs People Play as the leading man Marcus King. Welcome to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. Today we are speaking with Saranis Jackson. Hey, hey. Hey, cousin. <laughs> How you doing, cousin? <laughs> good, you? I'm good. Just, uh, I guess, doing as good as anybody would be during these times. You know, I'm pretty lucky, fortunate. Just keeping busy and uh, just uh, trying to f- f- find new hobbies, you know, mm-hmm. things Definitely. like that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely time for the hobbies if you didn't have any before you definitely need them now <laughs> Man, it, it, this time really showed me i was like wow i guess i'm like i really only like a couple of things i need to <laughs> expand my horizons <laughs> uh, you know but we'll see we'll see <laughs> i still even haven't expanded too much but um a little bit here and there <laughs> well that's good um at least you get getting something done <laughs> yeah 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 for sure <laughs> so I know you because you are one of the stars on games people play you are the the leading man yes 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 <laughs> and um and just to tell you guys I I unofficially adopted him as my cousin because <laughs> <laughs> we have the same last name so I think yep. I think anybody with the last name Jackson we related <laughs> yeah, me too I'm always like I'm like where your family from <laughs> 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 so you were you were raised here in California, right? I was born I was well I was born in Philly, but raised in the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who don't know, uh, about an hour east of Los Angeles, and um, yeah, when we first came out here, we were like in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived some time in Carson, but uh, we went to the Inland Empire in Fontana, Ontario, Corona. And mm-hmm. um, just spent the majority of time there. My family, my immediate family, still there. Um, and um, I went to high school out there, mm-hmm. um, the middle school and everything. So yeah, I was raised down in the Inland Empire, where sports is very important. So that's how you know I, I got really heavy into sports. We got a lot of professional athletes out of the Inland Empire area. Um, 
but and it was just like it's, it was crazy because we're close to LA but it seems mm-hmm. so far at the same time right um, because you know you got your everybody I mean that's working class area everybody get parents is working um, none of us don't have no car so we're not driving <laughs> to LA so we just in our bubble and um, you know and without traffic you know LA is about an hour um, mm-hmm. but with it you know it'd be you know from anywhere from two to three and a half and um and we weren't like you know just making trips like that um until we got a little older uh so yeah we just kind of had our own little culture out there um which is cool I mean I think it helped out a lot when it came to focusing on choosing like you know your craft or working on your sports and mm-hmm. your studies and stuff like that the best house parties because we had no nightlife out there so yeah <laughs> you know we knew how to have a good time <laughs> well that's cool so you grew up playing basketball like throughout your whole school career yeah so um like I said I was born in Philly and the culture out there is big with sports right basketball football baseball this culture is, is big out there mm-hmm. um and so um I, I I played basketball majority of my life I started out playing baseball and then um but I played all three major sports uh basketball football and baseball mm-hmm. um and when I got to high school, I, I focused more on football and basketball. Um, I did some track as well. Um, I was playing a little bit of baseball still in high school, but um, I think where, where baseball kind of loses, um, you know, the, the appeal to, to, uh, to, to, to black ball players is, uh, you know, just a lack of culture at times. And, mm. you know, you, when you're playing, you're on teams and then it's like, you know, I got lucky on one of my teams where it was like me and like, there was like two or three other black ball players, you know, I'm after Latino. And then I had like, you know, my boy Teddy and James, uh, they were full black uh, players mm-hmm. uh, from here. Um, and then, you know, had another mixed kid on there too. But like, you know, so you got some type of culture with it. Like, you know, you got somebody to relate to. Mm-hmm. But when you're not and you're just like one of the only ones, it, you know, then it, it gets um, you kind of you can lose interest. And then once you get a taste of playing basketball, and football, that fast pace, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then you go back to baseball and you're just in the outfield. And if you have a really good pitch on your team, ain't hey, nothing get hit to you. I'm like, he's striking everybody <laughs> out. I'm like, go oh, down the middle, man. We sometimes like we, we would like me and my teammates would be like, yo, just give them something to hit. Yo, we just want to feel something. I just want to feel like I did something today. And um mm-hmm. You know, so it could be slow, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, the mo- majority of the, the focus was um, basketball, football. You mm-hmm. know, that was the main focus. Oh, okay. And you went to play professionally overseas. What was that like? Oh, it was. And, and where did you play also? Oh, uh, mainly throughout Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming out of high school, I was, uh, you know, practicing a bit with uh, the Panama national team. My mother was born in Panama, so I'm a first-generation American from her side, mm-hmm. um, or North American, and um, and so uh, I was eligible to be on the national team. And so um, they picked up, they picked that up, knew about me from doing their research, I guess. You know, I think they they picked up an article and I mentioned something about me being Panamanian, and then they just was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. and ran with it, and. Um, so that 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 was interesting, um, getting that young, uh, getting experience young. But then I played in college, and after college, um, I went played in Tokyo, Taiwan, Hong Kong, oh, wow. uh, a little bit in Indonesia. I uh, was supposed to play in the Philippines, but that year the typhoon was mm-hmm. coming, and they just like they were like, 
uh, like let's send them home. Like mm-hmm. literally we got there at the airport and when we got to the airport, we literally didn't leave the airport. They're like, no, we got to send you back because they didn't want to have no responsibility for any American deaths on their hands because the typhoon was that bad that year. So, oh, wow. um, but yeah, so that's the reason why I didn't, but yeah, um, I played in yeah all those areas. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's really exciting. And that actually made you the perfect pick for to be the the bell lead in games people play <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it was uh it you know i got when it comes to um any of these athletic roles i always feel like i should be in the mix because um well one thing you know people don't like know is i always wanted to act ever since mm-hmm. i was like act write direct produce whatever it was when i was like five years old i fell in love with it and mm-hmm. you know, watching will smith on fresh prince he's from west philly i was originally from west philly i had big ears mm-hmm. like him and you know <laughs> so um and i just uh i knew i wanted to be a part of that world and i put it you know had a put it to the base side because like i said being the ie even though it's close to la seems so far nobody like you don't have parents that have time to like take you to auditions or sets when they're working full hour days, you know what I mean? And uh, so I didn't have, I I couldn't, I I couldn't. And so I was just, my focus was on sports Mm -hmm. until my senior year of high school. I had a theater teacher who um, really loved what I was doing in class and basically told me, she was like, I know you're going to be playing sports and be, you know, getting your scholarships and stuff. But um, she's like, I'm just saying, you know, if you wanted to take this serious, um, mm-hmm. if you wanted to pursue this, I think you could do something in this uh, in this in this field. And now I remember, like it, that was the first time somebody outside of myself telling me that, and it kind of just like opened up a whole thing for. Me. I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. oh wow, like it's not just like this kind of like dream where like where it didn't really seem attainable. You know, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like I, I, I want to do that, I dream of doing that. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but you know, <laughs> that's just what I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she said that, it just kind of became something I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's, and she was a type, like, um, she was big in theater. She did a lot of theater stuff. Uh, I think she did like a couple guest stars, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. when you're in the IE and you heard somebody <laughs> was like on NCIS or something like that, that's a big deal. Cause like, right. we don't have like people not just like on TV or, or like acting like that from the IE. Um, there's only a couple mm-hmm. people I know really doing it, you know, mm-hmm. um, from that area. So I was just kind of like, oh, dang, like Miss Mastroni saying that. And mm-hmm. I like, I took it really serious. And so I kept that in my mind um, moving forward and decided like to take a semester in college. It was hard to be an athlete and do the theater program, but I took a semester. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I also, um, uh, oh, when I would come back home, I started doing commercials. And my big brother who went to Clark Atlanta, Marcus Jackson, mm-hmm. he went to Clark Atlanta. He majored in film and TV. So he started uh, working at pro- uh, this production company with a guy named a uh, director uh, named Paul Hunter and people know his oh, yeah. From, yeah you know he did Michael Jackson's uh, you know you rock my world and mm-hmm. D'Angelo the how does it feel video yeah. all yeah. these legendary videos <laughs> and stuff and so um I got cool with him because one thing about uh Hollywood man they love basketball a lot of people in Hollywood mm-hmm. love basketball you go to the Laker game you're gonna see all types of people there you're gonna go to Clipper right. game, see all types of people there they just love it so he had a whole basketball uh, court in his backyard. We would play there. And he asked me one day, he was like, man, you know, um, like, I know you want to get into this. I'm doing this Jordan brand commercial for Chris Paul. Cause at that time he was coming to the Clippers at first. And he was like, you want to be in it? And I was like, man, fuck yeah. I would want to be in it. I'm like, yeah. And so <laughs> that's how I started. Um, you know, my brother, my big brother kind of put me in front of 
right people and just let me do my thing. And, um, and it just kind of started going from there. Just, it was a lot of commercials at first. And mm -hmm. at first I was like, how do I even get to the other side of like film and TV? Cause I was just in the commercial world, which was great. I mean, like financially it was great. You know, you book a national commercial, you get residuals. I was like, Oh mm -hmm. Lord. Okay. This is, <laughs> I can chill for a little bit while I go out for these auditions, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I um, finally got a chance to do this movie called The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg and John Goodman mm -hmm. um, and uh, Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. um, and the guy that was doing the basketball coordinating for that, his name is Mike Fisher. He does a lot of the basketball, football, like any sport, like money ball, whatever it is, mm -hmm. baseball, like he's, he's doing the sport coordination for it and he cast the guys. And so he kind of, he casted me in that and, um, and then from there, I just kind of kept this relationship with him and just kind of build a couple credits. And even though it would say I'm a principal actor, it was kind of mm -hmm. glorified extra. You know, I'm just like one of the <laughs> basketball players and have no lines. Or even if I did like have like some banter, mm -hmm. um, it was just like banter stuff or some of it didn't even make the movie. I remember I had a couple lines that didn't even make the movie. So I was like, damn. <laughs> um, and so uh, I kind of used that to like, finagle my way to get some representation like I kind of lied and made it seem like my, my role is going to be bigger before it came out um, mm -hmm. all they had to do was check IMDb then they see you know oh I got a credit on there and it sounds like you know because it didn't just be like it wasn't like basketball player number two it was like a name mm -hmm. oh, um, nice. so like they were like you know uh, oh okay and you know I kind of just lied and made it seem like it was going to be bigger than what it was but then <laughs> you know just auditioned well just then that's you know the circuit kept going like that Oh, wow. So you yeah. went from like during the doing the commercials and then you got some smaller roles, like some shorts and things like that. Mm -hmm. and then you went to was your next move insecure? No. So then um, uh, because of the basketball stuff, um, doing all that, I ended up getting this audition for NBA 2K16. Oh, okay. um, and NBA 2K is one of the biggest selling games there is, especially in the sports world. And they have a storyline. They always they have a a, a a mode in the game um, called my player. So you mm -hmm. create your player. Like let's just say, all right, Rosalind Jackson wants to create her player. You create mm -hmm. your player, which you you know, and um, you can make it any position you want, whatever. And then once you create your player, you start the story mode. And in the story mode, it's like a movie. So it starts, um, and it ha like so you're I'm doing the actor with I'm doing the acting for your likeness and. Um, and I, so I was a my player. I was a, I was a lead character in the my player mode, oh, and um, like there's a trailer for it and everything. It was like intense and stuff. So like yeah, we um, so Spike Lee was directing that, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't know that when I was auditioning at first. Now when I got this, I I got the audition, and I remember I was like, man, I could, I should be able to get this. I remember <laughs> doing it for uh, Kim Coleman, right? Audition mm -hmm. for Kim Coleman. Um. I do well, literally when I'm leaving the audition office, my agent calls me, he's like, all right, they want to call back. And I was like, for real? I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, all right, bet. Now that, let's just say that was a Monday, that Friday, mm -hmm. I was supposed to be leaving because things were going slow. I was going to be leaving to China, go go play in China mm -hmm. um, and get paid, paid pretty decent. And I was like, man, there's an opportunity. I was like, you know what? I'll just go because China, Leagues in China, like in Asia, they're very short. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could be away for three, four months, come back, stacked up, you know, then I could, I could afford to continue to go after this stuff. So I was like, all right, that, you know, I won't, that won't hurt me too much being away that long. It's not like I'll be gone for a year. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was kind of set on doing that. But then 
my agent calls me back. She's like, all right, it's not a callback. You're going to do a, a chemistry read. You're going you're gonna to do a, or a screen test. Um, so it's basically down between you and like whatever, whoever else. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, for real? I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and the director? And I was like, okay, yeah. And she was like, the director is Spike Lee. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Like, like, yes, like, please. Oh. <laughs> and then they were like, but the screen test is not going to be till Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I, was ah. like, I was supposed to leave Friday. I was like, all right, now I had a decision to make. So I sat on it two days. I was like, all right. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, how many, I'm not going to get this chance. Like in my mind, I was like, how often do I get to fucking screen test for Spike Lee? And he's going to be there. I was like, nah, right. I got to bet on myself. <laughs> I was like, because like, I've been trying to retire anyway. I didn't want to hoop like for much long. I didn't want to keep prolonging what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. um, I, I just bet on myself and that Saturday came and I was like, you know what? And I got a story for it to tell him too. I'm going to use anything to try to get him to like me to cast me. So <laughs> we do it. And now it was kind of, it was crazy. It was like a Royal Rumble. So it's like me, it was like, there was like three or four, like three actors for each role testing, right? So there was me, there was a role of my girlfriend, the role of my twin sister, the role of my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, go, there were all four of us were uh, going out for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow, did I, no, the parents, no, 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 they, I think they already had it. So all four of us was, uh, um, all four of the actors, all four of the characters, I mean, were being tested that day. Cause you know, there was scenes with all of them and stuff mixing and matching. Mm-hmm. And so we would go in, it would be me and one, one girl for the role, my girlfriend and another girl and another girl, whatever, and then mixing and matching. Mm-hmm. And little by little, they're like, all right, thank you for coming. And let somebody go, let somebody go. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, they're doing mm-hmm. it right here right now. I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, I was like, I was like okay, it's okay. You know, I done, I done shot free throws in front of 15,000 people before. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's keep it cool, let's keep it cool. Right. And so, and then I remember like when we saw everybody kind of saw the, the, like when it was down to two mm-hmm. for each row and we all kind of saw the other person leave, we all kind of looked at each other like, uh, mm-hmm. so. Do we have it? And then we all get called in and spikes in there and then all uh oh and before before this I remember like one of my times in there he was like asking me questions where I was from but before mm-hmm. my basketball experience and I tell him so I'm like man look I was like I met you at that time would have been if I was 2015 would have been 12 years prior to that. I was like, okay. you know, no 13, 13, it would have been 02. Um, 02 or 03, I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was 03, yep. So 12 years prior to that. So then I'm like, I was like, man, I met you 12 years ago. I was like, my big brother, is Marcus Jackson. Um, he played at Clark Atlanta. He was a shooting guard for Clark Atlanta and he was torching Morehouse and because you know he went <laughs> to Morehouse. And but the spike took a lot of classes at Clark Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, man, he was torching y'all. I was like, he's lefty. He was like super light. He looked like Tayshawn Prince. And um, I was like, and after the um, after the game, or when you you came to come watch him, and you actually asked the coach from Morehouse or like, you know, and, and at Clark to see if you could meet him after the game. And after the game, um, when you were meeting him, he came and got me, my brother, and my dad, and said, I want y'all to meet someone. And when mm-hmm. he came in, it was you. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, how you doing? And he asked, and then, and he asked me, he was like, oh man, you talk, because by then I was like 13, I was already like six foot right then. He was like, oh wow. 
He's like, oh, yeah, you're you, you going to be a beast. You're you going to ball mm -hmm. like your brother? And I told him, I was like, yeah, man, and hopefully, you know, uh, you know, I, uh, I get good enough to be in one of your movies when I get older, too, like Ray Allen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was like, okay, bet. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> just fast forward 12 years later, I was just like, bro, this is, it was crazy because He Got Game was one of my favorite movies of all time. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. and, um, That's a good one. And yeah, and and um, and so uh, I told him that story there, and he was just like, he was like, I think I remember your brother. He got the tattoos of the, the three women on his arm. I was like, yeah, because he has his mom, <laughs> his auntie, and his grandma. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah. And then um, and yeah, then from there he booked he booked me. Um, he booked my friend uh, Anya, mm -hmm. um, uh, Anya Engel Adams, who played my girlfriend on there, Wade Wilson, who's on Dear White People right now. Um, he played my best friend and my twin sister was Michelle Mishner, who was on Lethal Weapon and right now on First Wives Club, actually okay. for BET. Yeah. Um, and she just got out of it as a regular this season, I think. So, um, you know, and, and that was all of our starts, all mm -hmm. of our, all of our first kind of bigger, big credit in a way. Um, mm -hmm. and so it was really, uh, um, a beautiful experience for all of us where we're all just like kind of forever just bonded from that. I mean, we met, he took us to meet Francis Ford Coppola at his winery oh, wow. up there. Yeah. I was just like, I, I, I mean, never in my life would I thought I was going to meet the director and create, you know, mm. Godfather, you know what I mean? <laughs> Apocalypse Now and stuff. I was just yeah. like, what? and talking to him and he was just telling us stories about Marlon Brando and James mm. Kahn, Robert De Niro and all these guys, Al Pacino and just, and what the stuff he was telling us, we were like, he, he told us how like um, the first time they, that they, that the whole cast was going to meet and have a dinner together, that mm -hmm. they all agreed to come in character and they oh. all ate in character. And I was just like, wow, like that's, that's incredible. And, and so obviously he told us that, and we had even, we were in our first week of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. We was like, well, guess what we going to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just, uh, yeah, it was just an incredible experience, and um, yeah, and these people, I'm, I'm still cool with to this day. You know, we uh, we talk when we when we can, and we keep uh, each other updated and stuff. And um, and then and then from there, Spike put us off all of us, um, and then the woman who played my mother on there put us all in Gina Blackwood. He put us all in Chirac, the movie after, and we literally worked oh, back to back with Spike because mm -hmm. he loved what we did there. Um, then he ended up writing a role, just a small role, to put me in there because mm -hmm. like every he everybody else had like they made sense for the role they had for me he just created one just to have me in and I was like man that's love like he, oh, wow. he like you didn't have to do it you know what I mean that's um, amazing yeah I mean that's the spike was just like super generous I mean we got gifts he would take us to the war school to say warriors <laughs> games because we were filming up in northern California for the uh for in 2k for 2k it was just an incredible experience I mean it was just I was spoiled I was like wow <laughs> you know um so that that was before insecure um okay. well how yeah how does acting in a video game differ from, you know, like live action besides, you know, being on the actual camera? Like what are the right. differences? Well, I mean, no, we do use actual cameras because they have to use all the motion capture stuff, right? So we got to put oh, on this okay. whole bodysuit with all these sensors on it. You're wearing this helmet with this camera in front of your face to capture all your expressions. Mm -hmm. um, there's a process too. You got to like sit in this one photo lab where all these cameras are surrounding you and you just have to do all these facial expressions. Um, which was interesting so they can integrate all that but it um, to be honest it was 
I mean, there's less of a hassle because there's no makeup, no mm-hmm. hair, oh, there's no okay. wardrobe. You don't got to go <laughs> to this set, this set, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all on one set. They build it digitally. The thing I would say helped me as an actor because you, you got to use your imagination and you got to be dialed in. Mm-hmm. And um, and you got to memorize a lot of dialogue because you got like, for me, like, let's just say, all right, I'm in high school. Uh, I'm about to commit to a college and I got to give that speech. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's multiple colleges. So I got to give my speech for a lot of colleges. You know, I got to do that same speech for di- like, it, but they're all different. They're not the same. You just replace the school. You got to give different speeches, mm-hmm. like wrote different type of speeches for each one. I was just like, man, like, and I remember on the day because we had colleges that pulled out and other colleges said like, yeah, we'll do it. Um, and so they switched up some of the colleges on me. I was like, man, what the hit? I was like, this, I was like, but you got to do what you got to do. And that, I will say that for some, because of that, I never got scared to memorize lines ever again. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh yeah, I got this. So, um, but it, it, there's this less of a hassle. I will say like actually acting on a, on a live action set. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't have to like flex your imagination muscle so hard when you're in an actual car, you know? Oh, okay. um, Cause then on that set, you know, there's like these rails that they build that would ne- basically be the outline of a car, but you know, you just kind of pretending you're in a car. You like, you don't mm-hmm. see the car. Um, and you know, when you're actual home when you're actually like the wardrobe, it all helps, you know, it mm-hmm. all helps. It all helps for sure. Um, it's just more tedious mm-hmm. um, the live action stuff, but it, it all, it all feeds into the actual set way, way more um, than just trying to purely use your imagination. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. I always wondered how they did that with the with the video. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so next, you went to Insecure. Uh, tell us about the show and your character, and um, and will you be coming back? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did a couple of guest stars after um, working with Spike, and um, things got slow a bit. Um, and then I was on the writing staff for this Dr. Dre show that was supposed to come out called Vital Signs, just never did. Hmm. Um, and so when things were slow a bit, I was like, man, um, I actually went to go play in Hong Kong for like three months or two, two or three months just to like, I was like, let me get some bread and stuff. You know, I got <laughs> lucky. Um, cause I had not played for two years. I thought I was done. Mm-hmm. um got lucky because I went to this workout where there were some people watching some scouts and I was just ripping at that workout so I was just like you know what like I went to with a friend just to go be a body and help him um but they saw me playing they were like yo would you be in I'm like how long shoot yeah I'll go um and then I come back and then I had audition for Stranger Things um mm-hmm. for the second season and you know I was auditioned a couple times got pretty close and it ended up splitting that role into two different characters they weren't really memorable characters but I remember it was such a big deal mm-hmm. to me at that time because I haven't had none like that mm-hmm. um I'm just like man so then for some reason I'm like you know what you know obviously I want to create and write more and stuff and create my own stuff I started just looking up like young you know black filmmakers and writers and stuff and you know um just looking up Donald Glover stuff obviously mm-hmm. Issa, I, I've been watching Issa's Awkward Black Girl I saw that mm-hmm. I was watching that in college you know what I mean <laughs> Um, so that Lena, all these people, I'm just like Ron Cook with anything he directed. I was looking at all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was watching, all, for some reason, I just got attached to all the insecure like interviews with all the cast and the writers and Prentice and everybody. And just I felt connected to them. And I just mm-hmm. remember being like, I watched the first season, and I loved it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I remember being like, man, some of these people are tall. I was like, Jay Ellis is 6'4". <laughs> you know, she has a brother on the, that comes in and out of the show and he's 6'5". Mm-hmm. And Issa tall, Yvonne kind of tall. I was just like, man, they're not shy of t- tall people. Like, right. you know, that's, that's, I was like, okay, like, I feel good about that. I was like, man. <laughs> I hit my agent up. I was like, yo, like, um, just be on the lookout for, uh, you know, any roles. I don't care how small it is, but look out for any roles for season two of Insecure. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, She's like, okay, got you. Four days later, she was like, yo, you're getting really strong with your senses because I got an amazing audition that's just so you. And I'll uh-huh. like, send it. And then I saw it said, at first it said half black, half Mexican. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, shit, I could sell that. I'm half black. Then, okay, I could do that. <laughs> and then um said open marriage. I was mm-hmm. like, and at the time, I was at the tail end of a relationship and I was exploring an open relationship. Mm-hmm. She presented it. Might I just be clear about that? And, uh, and so it was just crazy to me. I was like, this, I was like, does somebody know Issa? Right. That, you know, about like the, that I know, like, are they telling them about me? I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, what? So then I went in and um, had a good read. And mm-hmm. I went in to read for Vicky Thomas, um, you know, Legend, Leah, and all them. Uh, and I just remember, I always know I did good when they talked to you afterwards for a minute. And I was mm-hmm. just like, hmm. Okay, so we're having, we're talking. I was like, oh, I feel good about this. I leave, and then it was like kind of like same thing with Spike. My, my agent calls me, and was like, they want to do a chemistry uh, reading with you and Yvonne, mm-hmm. who plays Molly, uh, uh, later this week or so, or it was next week or something like that. And I was just like, okay, for sure, yeah. I was like, same scenes or like same scenes. I was like, all right, bet. Mm. I was like, oh, I feel good. I was like, I'm about to get. It. I, told her, I was like, man, I'm about to get this shit for real. <laughs> and like, um, and before I even like did the first audition I felt good that to the point like I had shitty management at that time mm-hmm. and I was like I'm gonna drop them just in case I get this so they don't feel entitled to this so mm-hmm. I dropped them and you know whatever and I was like y'all like you know we good do y'all thing y'all don't need to like I don't need to talk to y'all no more don't reach out to me anymore. whatever mm-hmm. um because they're they were just horrible they're just disrespectful horrible people I was like, <laughs> okay. so I'm like whatever and they're like, well, good luck. You're going to need it. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I uh, I do the chemistry. Uh, so that day I come in to do the chemistry uh, read. And mm-hmm. um, I see who I'm going up against. And I was like, it was interesting. I was like, okay, I see a new face guy. So I, was like, I think he, I think he's a little older than what they want. But I'm not, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they want, maybe. But he just seemed like he would be. Um, and then I saw another guy from a show I used to love growing up and I was like, oh damn, okay. But from what they were asking, I was like, I don't think he'll get it, but you never know. You mm. never know. Right. Uh, uh, I saw like Miguel there and I was like, man, if they <laughs> cast Miguel, I'm going to be mad. Like, <laughs> no, like he's already big. Let me get my opportunity. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then, um, we do it. I feel really good in the room. I'm testing with Yvonne for really good. Um, apparently, I think she was just like, yeah, I like him and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, okay, shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> and um, and I felt really good. You know, I saw Issa in there. I kind of got nervous because, you know, I've loved Issa for so long. Like, I've been mm-hmm. a big fan of her since YouTube. So I was just like, man. And I saw Prentice, and he's been on things I love, you know, girlfriends and everything. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was just, I was just really excited. And so I, I, I leave. Now, I leave feeling good. I'm driving home now. That, that was at Sony Pictures, right? Mm-hmm. In Culver City. I was living in North Hollywood at 
that time. So I drive oh, all the way back to North Hollywood. I'm literally pulling up my apartments. I get a call from my agent was like, they want you to go back right now. Oh, wow. I was like, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I was like, for sure. I was like, I was like, man, yeah, for sure. I was supposed to do something. I canceled it. I was like, yo, I can't do it. Bye. Mm. Leave. <laughs> turn, I'm busting. I'm like, cool. And my mom thinking like, okay, they about to tell me I got this thing for sure. Mm. I go back and they were like, um, and then Vicky was like, hey, okay, we uh, want you to do another scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, what? I was like, okay, cool. I was like, a new scene? They're like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Now, like I told you, that 2K really prepared me. That video game prepared me for just getting things and rem- memorizing that on the spot. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I read it. Okay, let me understand this first. All right, one, one. Okay, boom, boom. All right, cool. I get, I understand this. All right, so I'm, I'm doing it over and over. All right, then I tell them I'm ready. Okay, cool. I do it. They're like, yeah, we just want to make sure you know, no leaves unturned. Like we, you know, we want, we want this to work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. So I do the new scene and stuff. They love it. So, all right, bet. Cool. Perfect. 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 Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That was, I was doing the, the other scenes I did again, a different way, actually. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. They gave oh, me another note to do a different one, but that's what happened. Okay. Do that. Feel good. All right. Thank you. Leaving. I leave. Um, they all leave. I think except for the cast and uh, Vicky and her cast and associate leader were there. I was like, okay, I leave. They stay. Um, and when I get to my car, I'm about to get in it. I get called from Vicky. Mm-hmm. Hey, so sorry. Can you come right back in? Like, I, leave you? I was like, nah, I ain't leave yet. They're like, can you please turn around and walk back in? I was like, all right, bet. So I'm like, man, this gotta be mine. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> right. this has to be mine. I go in there and um, they that's when they give me the new scene. And then that's when I did that whole process. I was like, they gave me a new scene. I was like, all right, I do the new scene. And they're all like, great, we love it. Okay, cool. I was like, all right. Thought they were going to tell me some good news then, but I was like, all right, I guess I'll have to wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I leave. And then um, when I leave, I go back, I go to my boy's spot in West Hollywood. My boy, Matt Murray, he's an actor. He's on the show called In the Dark right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the only people there is me and my boy, Stefan James. Stefan James was in a Homecoming um, and uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. He was the lead actor of Bill Street Could Talk, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so so the reason I say this is because I we had just found out that he I think we just found out that he was going to be doing it. Bill Street could talk, mm-hmm. oh. and so uh, we were geek. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Sitting down, my agent calls me, and she was just like, hey, and I was just like, um, we got any news? She was like, yeah. And she didn't sound excited, so I was like, what the f- man? I was like, all that, and I'm thinking in my head like, all that, and I'm not gonna get this. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, so. You got the role. And I was like, oh, let's go. And I had on speaker and me and my boy, Stefan, you know, we like a former athlete. So we just like, mm. each other, let's fucking go. <laughs> I was just so geek. Cause like, I've always, I just, you know, I worked with Spike, but like that's on a video game. And I had a really small role in a movie that a lot of people didn't see. So it was like, you know, it was good for my resume for the like, mm-hmm. you know, for, to help me to get other things. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, it was a blessing, but like, I never had something that was out there. And like, now I could like, you know, that was going to, that was getting me now into these other rooms and circles and stuff. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just so excited about that. And it was just, honestly, it was just, um, just a chance of a lifetime. I mean, just yeah. for me, uh, I think it's always important to me. I always said like, I'm not one of those, like, cause there's, there's certain, I mean, I mean, whatever it is, what it is. There's <laughs> actors out there, like black actors out there that don't want to do black shit. Cause they don't, they're mm-hmm. afraid of being boxed. Mm, right. And a part of me, I get that if you're doing just like, low quality shit 
Yeah. You don't want to be boxing <laughs> low quality shit of anything, whether it's black or not. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So I'm like, I get that, but don't equate that to just being black. Like there's right. bad shit that's not black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, so for me, I was like, for me, I always want, I was like, I was looking for stuff to do of quality and for the culture. I just wanted mm-hmm. to do shit of quality and for the culture at first, right? Yeah. And and then I was like, let me, I want to do that first and then I can expand my horizons, but I just want to do shit that I like, that I like, you know, growing up, mm-hmm. I love Love Jones and Brown mm-hmm. Sugar and all that shit. I just wanted to, you know, all this stuff, you know? And um, and so, uh, you know, I got that and it was just um, a big moment for me because then mm-hmm. I was really working with people I admire. I was, then I was meeting people. Then I'm getting invited to shit now. I was like, they don't get free <laughs> stuff now. And stuff. Right, right. Like, oh, parties. <laughs> Like, like we made it right. now. This is fun. <laughs> like, shoot. But yeah, so that, that really changed a lot for me. It really, I mean, I can't thank Issa and Prentice. Mm. Um, you know, I can't thank them enough for real. Mm. They're they're just uh they're just amazing individuals. I talk to them to this day. Mm-hmm. If I need advice, if I if I want to ask them some, I mean, I even like even when I was going through the process of, of Marcus King for the BT show, I called Issa. I was all right, so mm. what do you think? Like, you know. You know, BT starting to turn things around. They're starting to work with these people. And boom, mm-hmm. boom. Like, you know, Tracy Emma's producing, Vanessa Middleton's writing. You know what I mean? We're just right. talking about it. And um, yeah, but like, these are people I trust and I really reach out for and I have like friendships to this day. And um, mm-hmm. I just talked to Prince the other day. So yeah, it's just, uh, um, just really happy. It was like summer camp working on that set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I love your character. Like um, he's in a relationship. Yeah. Well, you quote unquote relationship with Molly. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, they're always having like some juicy sex scenes, and you right. also have some juicy sex scenes in games people play. So, Man. how do you prepare for something like that? It always feels like it would be awkward. Like, how do you prepare for something like that? You know, so it's funny. Like, the, well, the first time I ever, well, before I did anything, I took Mimi um, Vaughn went out to lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, I just was like, I want to um, want to make sure that's something I, I'd rather do. If, if I'm going to be intimate with somebody on set, um, I want to I want us to get to know each other, get comfortable with each other. What's our do's and what's our don'ts um, and just kind of like this vibe, because like you could obviously you could act and fabricate everything. But like if the less I have to fabricate, if I could just enjoy you as a friend, then mm-hmm. that's going to translate over as love, you know, because of the um, when you mix it with your acting and to my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, me and Yvonne went out to to lunch. Um, it was great. You know, we, we talked about things and stuff. And, um, and you know, Yvonne's, Yvonne's a, a, a version of real life. You know, she's really religious yeah. and great marriage and stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I was just kind of like, I was like, all right, I just want to make sure what, you know, how this all operates. Um, but then it was funny because I was going to her for like, okay, well, how does this work on set? You know what I mean? I'm a virgin when it comes to the set. set so <laughs> I've never done it. So, um, so she, you know, broke it down. So, and then I talked to Jay Ellis and he was uh, Jay and uh, Jay and Alon. They both told me um, how it goes. And so I was like, all right. And then you could get all the advice you get and feel cool and stuff. Um, and you could have all the experience you can in real life all you want. But when it comes to the day of filming it, Mm-hmm. it's like I saw I came in my trailer saw the robe and the cock sock and I was like whoa this is happening <laughs> I was like whoa and for people who don't know what the cock sock is that's like when you put everything in it and you tighten it up so like oh wow it. it's like a nude color thing oh wow um, yeah so it's just like you know you're blocking everything and so mm-hmm. I was just like man so um you know the, but the everybody was so respectful and mm-hmm. it made it comfortable but it was I was just really nervous and I one of our uh was it Candia? One of our um, 
one of our uh, costume designers uh, or wardrobe, one of uh, one of our um, wardrobe team members was like, look, she's like, look over there, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. You see how, how relaxed she is, you know, it's work, you know, just doing your job, you see? And she's a virgin. I was like, mm-hmm. right, okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Let me just <laughs> keep it cool. And then, uh, so I was like, all right. Um, then the first take, after the first take or two, I was like, okay, cool, we're here now. I just need to get those first out the way. Mm-hmm. And then we got to, and it was very professional, you know, it's, you know, it's all choreography in a sense. It's like a dance and stuff. So you just doing what you got to do. For some reason, like when I, when I, now when I did Gangsta People Play, mm-hmm. um, I mean, again, the process is like the same, like um, I met up with, uh, or I talked to, I talked to Bud a couple of times, or Lauren, I talked to Lauren a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just like being cool. And then we, we vibed on set, man. It was great working with her. And um, and then with Parker, uh, obviously we had, I, now from the book, from mm-hmm. what I understood from the book, like the relationship between Marcus and, 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 and Layla was a, was a bigger thing. So right. I was listening to the audio book before I got the script. So I thought that Parker and myself were going to be way more involved mm-hmm. in that. And then it turned out we just, we barely saw each other that whole season. It was like funny. Right. I was like, okay. But we still had a scene that we had to be, you know, intimate. So, mm-hmm. um, and so we met up and we, uh, uh, me, her and a friend, we all met up, um, and, and, and just talked and vibed and had a good time. We were just talking and laughing and stuff. Um, so that made me feel good. But for some reason, when the day came, I don't know why, but like when me and Parker uh, had our scene, I was so nervous. <laughs> and she knew, like, she was like, you got this. Like, what the heck? She was like so cool about it. Mm. And, and then, so she made me feel a little better. But the thing was, was just that on, on Gangsta Who Play set, there was way more people in that room than there was on the Insecure set. So I wasn't oh. used to that. So oh, I was yeah. like, oh, and like, and, and like there was times where like you know me and Parker were about to get into me and like she has to simulate like she's going down on my character mm-hmm. um when she exited out my view I was looking straight into the eyes of our sound guy and I was just <laughs> like what the hell I was like all right cut cut cut, cut. I started laughing um so yeah it was uh it was kind of a different experience but um mm-hmm. after that I was good with everything else after that I was pretty good with that um and then when, when me and Lauren had our scene in the kitchen, uh, even though it wasn't much, um, she was really nervous because she never done anything like that. So I was just like, um, so then I, that's when I had to become the one that was like, yeah, this is, you know, be good, just this and that, tell me what you don't want, boom, 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 and that's it. You know, we, we knocked this out. Um, and there wasn't too many people in there. So that was cool. And um, as long as there's not a lot of people in there, I'll feel fine. Mm-hmm. But when there was a lot, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that was, that was different. <laughs> Yeah, that seemed like that could be really awkward with like yeah, all these eyes watching you. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, so that brings us to games people play, which yep. you are the leading male in the mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the show and more about your role in it. Like, how did it feel to go from you know being a guest star or reoccurring to mm-hmm. leading man? Yeah, so um so with uh with games we would play, I mean, you know, it's uh I was at first I at first I was actually hesitant because I was like, all right, I've done a lot of basketball commercials, you know, um I've done NBA 2K, I know I'm tall, I'm I'm six eight, six nine, mm-hmm. you know, former basketball player. And so I was like, for me, I was always like, if I'm gonna take a basketball role in a movie or a show, I want it to be the right one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, and then I, at first I was like, it seemed like it was more 
uh, female driven, which I was like, that's fine. But for me to be a basketball player, I would want to be in something that was female driven. It was like, the, and it seemed like it was a, the women were the leads. And then I was coming behind all three of them. Mm-hmm. And um, which, I mean, Lauren, Karen and Parker are amazing. But for me, I was like, mm, I kind of want something where I'm the lead of mm-hmm. and this, this and that. So like, these were my preconceived notions of this, right? So this is what yes. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I know it was like the, about the high life, the, the LA high life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, you know, life of a basketball player and his wife and he cheated on her and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, man, you know, at first I was like, I always tell people like, I'm like, I don't mind anything like this. Like if it's in a stereotypical setting or, done, or some, something stereotypical, I don't mind if it's done in like a, a dope way or authentic way, like Atlanta, that's, mm-hmm stereotypically set in the hood really, mm-hmm. uh, really but nobody looks at atlanta as a hood show because mm-hmm. donald glover and them and they do it in a dope way right so right. um but and i knew i was like, okay there's gonna be some soapy elements i was like, i get that this is like one of the things you binge and stuff like that um and so at first i was like man i don't know so this is how i was mm-hmm. looking at it when it was first came to me mm-hmm. and um and i was just i was recurring on insecure and i was recurring on good trouble and um i was like you know what and then I read it. I was like, okay, it's a little fun. Um, I still wasn't sure. And then then Tracy Edmonds gets me on the phone. And you know, when she gets you on the mm-hmm. phone, man, it's, it's mm-hmm. these are sellers. That's hook, line, sinker. It's like, you might as well already said yes before you answer the phone. Cause she right. said yes. I was like, <laughs> she called me. And I was like, man, you know, I was like, I was just, this is this concern or this question. She answered all my questions. Um, she almost at that point, she kind of just gave me like everything I wanted in a sense. And I was mm-hmm. like, how do I not do this? And then I was like, and then I'm gonna be, then she was like, no, it's not like, she's like, it's not the three women. And then you're behind them. Right. She's like, you're the leading man and you have mm-hmm. your own storyline and you go neck and neck. Like, you know what I mean? Like obviously Lauren's, you know, our lead. And I was like, for sure, I get that. And I was mm-hmm. like, she's like, but you're, then, you know, you're right there. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. So <laughs> then I started feeling about, like, okay, give me more of a, like, you know, something to work with. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I, at that point in my career, I'm always just serving um, a woman's story. I was always mm-hmm. serving uh, someone's story. And I was like, you know, it, that's fine. I just don't want to always be getting booked to like be serving. Like the, it's like the woman we get to know, but then me, we don't really get to dive into my life like that. Right. And I have to serve the woman's story. And it's not just about serving a woman's story, just serving another character story, period, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. whether it's serving my father's story, my brother's story, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just kind of wanted to get into somewhere you kind of dive into me as a character, um, you know, cause I've, I've never really had that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not on film and TV, had it in the video game a bit, but you know, still different. Um, and so, um, but yeah, when she told me how that thing was breaking down, I was like, okay, great. And, um, you know, I read the first script. Um, and I, I, at first I, I wanted to, I just read my storyline first just to see how that would go. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, um, I was like, I, you know what? I was like, I could, I could do this right here, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I, you know, I could be a, a leading man of a series. I was like, for sure. This, this, this could help me a lot. And I think this is where, um, I think the show was really going to help me and has helped me with, um, it's been very collaborative. Mm-hmm. It's been very, uh, like Vanessa and Tracy are very, are, are amazing at, um, at really collaborating with me. Cause mm-hmm. they know, um, that, you know, I, myself, you know, doing my, creating my own stuff on my side that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not overbearing. No, I, I throw little ideas here, nothing that that's like a whole storyline or switch something, but just little things mm-hmm. here and there. Um, it's kind of been like film school for me. You know, I get mm-hmm. to ask 
questions and they answer them. And it, it has been amazing. Like the producer side, Tracy helps me with all my questions mm-hmm. on the producer side. Um, Vanessa with all the writing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, being a showrunner. It's just, it, they've been very amazing to me. And um, I, I couldn't really ask for better. It's just, it's been such an, a good experience. And then um, and the cast, I love the cast. We have such a good time together when we're, when we're together. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's going to be nice to finally link up. It's, people don't realize it's been like two years since yeah. we've been on this set. So like, that's that is it's really nuts when you think about it because that never really happens mm-hmm. um you know once you go two years not being on the set of something you probably got canceled but like yeah right. all this stuff happening with covid and then yeah um you know unfortunate tragedies that happened too like you know so it was just like one after another it just mm-hmm. it, it, it was a uh, it's been really interesting so i'm kind of uh, excited to get back with the gang and just create some fun and uh and i'm really liking what i've seen so far i'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it's exciting. It's exciting series, a season, and for me especially, like I feel there, there's just a lot of more growth with my character, mm-hmm. and um, and I and other characters too. To be honest, when I was reading everything, I was just yeah. like, wow, this is I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited about it for real. Yeah, it seems like it's gonna be a really good season. I know the fans have been asking about it. When is it coming? Back? When is it coming back? And I know, you know, we were we're like COVID. Yeah. Blame it on the COVID. <laughs> so, so how do you how do you feel? about working during these times as a like as a writer during during these times with a a, a writer's room obviously you guys aren't together breaking things out like what do you feel the main differences are when you're when you're working like that remotely this time versus coming to work every day and going to an actual writer's room and breaking story together and things like that like what, what do you feel um, well, well, I personally um, am not one of the writers, but um, yeah, right. I know they it's, um, you know, I've seen them in action because when we were filming season one, yeah. we were actually right there, you know, our production offices and the writer's room yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and one in the same. So I got to see how they interacted and everything, right? Um, you know, as opposed to when they started writing again um, during COVID. Um, everything was on Zoom um, and they had to get a flow going to yeah. figure out how to get that energy because the energy is different, of course, when you're in the room with each well, other. Like, I'm just meaning in general, how do you feel like just remotely? I know I said writing because oh. I'm in writing mode right now. Like, <laughs> like, what do you feel like is a difference right now working remotely versus when everything was open, you were going to place to place and meeting mm-hmm. to hear this or whatever you were doing? Like, yeah. What do you feel the main difference is for you? It's it's the energy because you know you get when you're going to all the different meetings or the um the table reads and stuff like that. It just creates a a, a, a whole energy and everybody is interacting and it's mm-hmm. like ideas are flowing and things like that. Now it feels kind of like you're there, but it's like you're not. <laughs> so it kind of feels right. almost like going through the motions because right. you're not you're not there with each other so right. it's um you know you still get stuff done but you know you're not you, you don't have that energy so energy is right. important you no know, for sure human for contact sure is thing. important <laughs> yeah it is, it is. <laughs> but yeah but yeah. but everything is still going smooth everything is going fine and um everybody's excited um to get started and um yeah, it's like a, we're we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. You know, we'll yeah. see how this happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were some of your favorite um, scenes or episodes for the season for last season? Oh man, um, there's a couple. You know, uh, I 
one, uh, there was a scene with Lauren and myself when we were at Mar- when we were doing marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that because that was, you know, like a lot of scenes between me and Lauren, I liked anything that was just me and her. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, I'm, I've been a big fan of Lauren, to be honest, for a long time. And mm-hmm. I've always been someone that said, I'm like, if like she, like, I always just wanted people to give her the opportunity to be like the leading woman, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I was glad Games Who Play did that and like, but I also think she can handle so much, whatever you throw at her, I think she can handle it. You know, I don't care yeah. if David Fletcher came to her to be like, yo, we want you in this. Like mm-hmm. she could be, she would be able to do it. I thoroughly believe that. I think she has a natural talent. Yeah. Um, like that, that, you know, where it's just easy for her to me. Um, so anything with her when it was like, um, there was a, yeah, the counseling scene uh, where we are just opening up, um, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, there was another scene I loved where her character is telling my character that she bought a winery and she was really oh, yeah. excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> and my character was kind of very indifferent about it. Just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Dope. And then I was uh, like, is there any leftovers from last night? And I just kind of went straight <laughs> to that. And she was like, well, damn, like, you know, she, you know, I ain't say just like, you know, when you got drafted, like, I bet, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just kind of right. like, it, um, and at the end, um, you know, he's just kind of like, nah, I ain't, I ain't mean like that. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know nothing about it, whatever. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like she just wanted to be appreciated a little bit more. And my mm-hmm. character's love a little blind to that and <laughs> was like, you know, when he realized, he was like, damn, are you mad at me? And she just walks away and like, I, it was this, cause she was like, so I always like, she saw, <laughs> she was just so adorable to me in that scene. But she was like, I bought a winery. And like, she was just so excited. And then my character's like, oh, all right. Like, I felt bad. That was one of those. That was one of those Marcus ain't shit moments. Yeah, it really was. It, he wasn't helping his case at all. So it was just like, you know, um, that was definitely another uh, thing I liked. Another one where I was trying to like, I wanted to get gain complete trust with her and like let her have the passcode to my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I mean, that was that was fun. Um, and then the last two, I would say, is I got to do a scene with Del Monroe, who was a friend of mm-hmm. mine who played at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And um, we've done basketball commercials together throughout the years. And so to finally be on something where he was a recurring role, like one of mm-hmm. the bigger roles that he got, and I was able to help, you know, get him on the show and cast him on it. Like, um, it made me feel really good. Like, I could see why a lot of, like, when he's producers or ride casting directors give opportunities to people and see what like what it, what they do with it like I see why they feel so good just because um it was just dope to work with my boy um and for us to mix our first love of basketball in mm-hmm. our current love of and passion of of acting um that was that it was uh that was great and then the last one was playing basketball in the IE in the Inland Empire when we were at Citizens. Oh, that was home. <laughs> yeah, that's that I was in the IE and I was like, this is cool. <laughs> my dad came through, was watching my barber was there, you know. Uh mm. uh I think my mom came through with my daughter. Yeah, she came through with my daughter towards the end of the day. Uh, mm. so I was really uh I was really happy to do that. Uh just uh it was kind of like this this cool coming home moment, like you know, I'm 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 in the IE, I'm shooting the you know, a, a show that I'm the male lead of on, a, on one of the major networks and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, it just, it just felt amazing to kind of just do that. Cause I never thought I was like, I'm never going to be shooting in the Atlanta Empire. Why would I ever shoot mm-hmm. in the Right. Never it's like, yeah. <laughs> sure enough, man, they, they did. I, it's funny. Cause I remember they were like thinking about arenas. I was like, Oh, you know, since we make arena in Ontario is pretty good. I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I never thought that that was going to be something to actually get used, but they did. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was getting, I for sure thought we were going to be at USC or the forum or something. Right, right. And, and 
with the basketball college basketball commercials we always mm-hmm. use those um and so that was that was a that was an amazing day for me yeah i was actually um i i went you came through, right huh you came through right yeah i came i think i only came one day though because i was yeah. trying to avoid having to go there because of that drive <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I thought yeah. I, I think I almost skated by without having to go in there. Tracy was like, I'm gonna need you to come out here. I was like, oh damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah and then you know when you drive cool. past the, the the beer um factory. Oh, yep, yep, yeah, for sure. When you yeah, you were like, boy. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, man, I'm way out here by the beer cans. I call yeah. them the beer cans. <laughs> that's funny (laughs) but that was a fun day though yeah yeah for sure it really was long days but fun yeah (laughs) so what are you watching what are you reading what are you listening to man so much so much so much (laughs) um you know me musically wise i mean i'm such an r&b fan Mm -hmm. um i just anything that's new i'm always trying to find artists that aren't that hasn't popped yet um and uh, like right now is an artist named Dylan Sinclair mm-hmm. that I'm really listening to that I'm a big fan of. Um, I think lyrically he's amazing. I think his voice is great. He's a Toronto artist named Dylan Sinclair. He's, he's really good. Um, as far as shows, I watch so much. So like currently, like I could say like right now, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I finished Bridgerton just because I heard everybody mm-hmm. talking about it. I was oh. like, all right, let me check this out. And <laughs> I was getting tattooed the other day and I was on the chair for so long that I just burned through the whole season because it was on. I was like, all right. Mm. Um, but right now I'm trying to watch, um, what, what was I watching recently? Um, I, I just finished this show called Kingdom on, uh, that's, it's on Netflix. It wasn't, it's not a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. There's actually two shows called Kingdoms. One's oh. a Korean zombie show that's really good actually. Mm. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Korean cinema. Um, okay. So, yeah, so one of that. And there's the other one's like this. It's set in like the MMA world. And it's based on this family, like his father and his sons, his two sons. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the acting and the right, that show is just incredible to me. They're both, those both are called Kingdom. Both, they're oh, both wow. called Kingdom. Yeah. And then um trying to um, wait till Succession comes back in Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Those are my I think Succession and Snowfall are the two best shows on TV. Yeah, I yeah. love those shows, both of them. I, I, I think they're the best shows, period. That honestly, mm-hmm. I've never seen, but like, <laughs> uh, they're just the best shows. I, like, they're so good. Um, obviously, waiting for Insecure to come back. And then mm-hmm. um, The Mandalorian, I've never been a Star Wars fan, but for some reason, I watched that first episode. I was like, oh, I might mm-hmm. be able to watch this. And <laughs> WandaVision. So I'm trying to watch all that. Mm-hmm. during all this so you know we'll see how that goes um and then uh uh i listen to a lot of podcasts so mm-hmm. I'm a, you know uh definitely listen to, i saw you did one with monty yeah and barry. yeah so yeah oh you did one with barry too uh-huh <laughs> okay yeah 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 i got i got tapping the both and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts you know i listen to script notes and um mm-hmm. oh i like that one yeah that's yeah good. script notes is great script notes is great there's there's a lot of like in the business podcast, I like to listen mm-hmm. to. It's just, it's, I just love all oh, the uh, the producers. The producers' guide with Todd Gardner is a really good one too. Okay. Um, that's a good one for uh, anybody that's just interested in the filmmaking process and what the producers' mm-hmm. side goes through and all that. Um, so, um, yeah, things like yeah, that's that's I consume myself with a lot of content. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a yeah. podcast junkie too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. What do you, what podcast are you listening to? Um, let's see what I listen to. I love to listen to um, 
screenwriters rant room with uh, oh, yeah. and them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my political ones. I listen to uh, Pod Save America. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what else do I listen to? Um, I listen to like a lot of entrepreneur entrepreneur ones. Okay, good. Yeah, and then let's see what else do I look at, listen to. Um, yeah, script notes for sure. I love that one. Um, oh, and one of my favorites I just started listening to is uh, Higher Learning with uh, Van Latham and um, Rachel oh, Lindsay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Van, I used to listen to Red Pill. Um, he had me mm-hmm. on for an episode two. Um, but he's just good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's just his his arena. And yeah. whatever he's on, I'm probably going to listen to just because he's just so damn good at it. Yeah, um, he, he that's really his his uh, his spot because he knows how to he knows yeah. how to interview people and he knows how to tell Absolutely. really good stories. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, he's really good. Um, I uh, I uh, was um, I, ha- I had a podcast with Nick Young and Shanae mm-hmm. Ogumake. Um, it was you know, mixed it was basketball culture and we had him on for an episode and he was a really good guest. Like this is just oh, what God. he does, you know. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. a good one. Okay. So yeah. what kind of advice would you give to some young kid who may be in the IE like you were mm-hmm. with no uh prospects <laughs> into mm-hmm. Hollywood? Like what yeah. what advice would you give he or she sitting on the couch just trying to figure it all out? Yeah, you know, um obviously it always depends like because if if you're um you know if you're if you want to be a writer i mm-hmm. you know it sounds like you're always gonna hear this is just right 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 mm-hmm. you know really right um and then now we're in a day and age where you, everybody's basically pretty attainable or reachable and if they're not somebody around them is um so you know just write 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 study study the craft you know read scripts of movies that are already made you know mm-hmm read scripts of movies that you haven't seen yet either read it and then watch the movie see how it translates mm-hmm. um, i love doing that me too i really do i, I think i think it's really helpful um you know uh for acting i always tell people i'm like uh there's so many ways to start out i mean i'm always telling people to get on everything whether it's actors access or la casting um mm-hmm. central casting background you know get on set get some experience get you know see how it operates like when i when i see people that are doing background, like uh, for me, I went out, when, anytime I did background starting out, like I went there to, to study. Like I had a notebook with me, I took notes on things. I, mm-hmm. I like, um, I'd ask questions for anybody willing to answer. Um, and I, I, you know, I really took in the process. You know, I really loved being there. Um, and I would t- I tell them, get in the acting class, you know, um, really work on that muscle weekly if you can once you're in the acting class. And then look up interviews of your favorite actors, writers, directors. Look up these interviews, you know, learn as much as you can from these people. Um, and then try to get you, you know, get yourself. Uh, I, 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 used to pra- I used to do scene studies with other uh, people that I was trying to act too. You know, we'll mm-hmm. get a scene and we'll just run it together. Um, just try to, like, I always say, like, what are you doing? Ask yourself, what are you doing today to make yourself better at your craft? Well, what, what did mm. you do today? So whether if you were listening to a podcast about uh, the field, if you, if you interviews, if you uh, read a book, um, whether it's Ivana Chubbick or somebody else or Larry Moss, whoever, if you're watching inter- um, like videos of them speaking on, on acting, just are you watching, what's, what's the content that you, that you watch? Are you watching films? Are you watching these shows of these actors, you know, and how they work and the choices they make? Mm-hmm. um you know so it's it, it you for for acting i'm like you 
there's it's just you got to really be self-motivated and and then the main thing is like two two things two last things uh do you really love it or do you love the idea of it um because those two are very different things i've had many many people come to me asking for advice you know um especially once they see you know where i you know, what, where I came from and how I transitioned over They, you know, people like, you know, if people knew me or, or met me before, since they see me doing it, obviously they're like, okay, well, I can do it and you can, but well, are you willing to put in the hours like me and a lot of these other people in this business have, have put in? Like, you know, it's not just about the end result, it's about the process, you know, and, um, and, and you really got to be invested into the process. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you People always love, you know, wanting to be like Kobe, LeBron, and KD, but they're not seeing what type of hours these guys are putting in in the summer. Mm-hmm. And that's where they separate themselves. So I'm always, like, talking about that. And um, and then also the last thing is just um, the village, man. Look who's, like, really be mindful who's around you, who's feeding you, who, who's, uh, who, who feeds you, you know, mentally and spiritually, and who's pushing you in a positive direction, you know, because that, that transition can be tough sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you we hold on to uh, certain things longer than we should because we feel we owe, oh, well, I've, I've known them for this many years, but if they're a detriment to your progress, then that you don't owe anybody anything. So, you know, you get with really positive, like-minded people, um, hungry people, people that push you and uh, people that care about your well-being and no jealousy and stuff like that. Uh, Cause I will say my, my career really elevated when I got the right um, village around me. It really, it really did, uh, it really did help. Um, and now we all were at a certain point in our careers, but now we all are doing well and um, I can be more proud of us. So um, that would be the advice I would give somebody. That's, 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 that was where I, where I was at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's next for Serranas? Well, obviously, you know, uh, soon we do season two for games people play. Mm-hmm. Um, currently shooting season three for Good Trouble. That's on mm-hmm. Freeform and Hulu uh, doing that. Uh, I got two movies coming out this year um, that I'm excited about. So, you know, I definitely would be posting about those on my page once I once those come out. I'm really excited about those because those are two very different uh, projects and roles that I've uh, um, I was able to do. Um, so I'm really proud of I'm really proud uh, to be a part of those. Um, love the cast, loved mm-hmm. the the filmmakers of it. Just just really excited to see how those come out. Um, and then um, we'll be, uh, you know, producing and, and making my first film. Uh, oh, finally. Cool. Yeah, so uh, I'm really excited that we're at the, right now we're locking down a writer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I got a great producer attached uh, to help me and um, I'm really excited to be working with her. Uh, I got a great, uh, as of right now, I got a really great cast uh, that's, uh, that's kind of penciled in to go forward. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's agreed and but we'll see how everything turns out. You never know in this business. So, we'll, um, mm-hmm. but you know, we're just keeping, uh, you know, pounding the pavement. And um, that's the thing I'm most excited for. Uh, oh, cool, you know, just cool. to continue to get into that realm of creating. Is that anything you can like tell us a little bit what it's about or is it still all hush hush? Yeah, hush, I mean, hush. I could tell you a little bit about uh, what it's about. It's, it's, basically, um, it's basically a murder mystery, right? Okay. Um, and it happens amongst these six friends. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, uh, six six male friends been friends since childhood for years, mm-hmm. and um, they have their biweekly game night on payday, you know, and mm-hmm. they gamble a bit, 
Um, they get a little loaded, smoke a bit, drink a bit, and it all takes place in this um, one of the one of the characters, the basically the basement of his grandmother's house, where he he's basically the man of the house because he takes care of her and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, she took him in when his parents passed. And so throughout the night, you know, as they get more loaded, you know, it's pretty normal for them to just sleep there until they're sobered up or when they wake up in the morning because. You know, nobody can drive like that. Everybody mm-hmm. puts their keys in the bowl. Um, but it's just uh, one of the guys doesn't wake up, a pure strangulation. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's just this whirlwind of, we start finding out like, well, this person did something to this person or like each ah. person had something with that person, with the person mm-hmm. that died. And it's um, a real test of, you know, the loyalty and brotherhood. And also uh, when you find out the reason why he was, strangle you start it's like this moral moral battle within mm-hmm. yourself of like i mean obviously it's never right to kill nobody but then you're like mm-hmm. but that's crazy like you know it's just <laughs> like oh it's just, it's just like it you know it, it's a, a spider web of things and um you know every time i watched like you know i always loved murder mysteries you know like mm-hmm. you know knives out was amazing and it's not mm-hmm. like nothing like that because that's very like there's just mm-hmm. high, like i love i wanted this to be more contained mm-hmm. um but every time I watch like Hateful Eight, Murder on the Orient Express, Clue, even as a kid, um, mm. I always wondered myself, what would the black version of this be like? You know, <laughs> I've never seen, I've never seen a cast of black people go through this. Um, right. And so I'm just really excited. And the actors, um, I, I can't say the actors yet, but once, you know, once all that's a fish, I can't, ex- mm-hmm. I, I, people would be like, whoa, like people mm-hmm. will love this cast. It's, it's really dope. Um, all these guys are friends of mine and, um, or some or some newly acquainted uh, or a newly acquainted friend as well, but like mm-hmm. you know, just it's 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 uh, I'm really excited about this just to just to see where this goes forward. Um, but yeah, more more to come to announce on that once that mm-hmm. all gets uh, you know finalized. Cool, that sounds exciting. Can't yeah, wait to yeah. see that. <laughs> you know, excited, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, where can the people find you online if they want to keep up with what you're doing? Ron J R O N e-j-a-e that's my instagram and twitter and mm-hmm. i'm just on instagram and twitter basically so all i really use and um mm-hmm. that's that's where people see me acting a fool <laughs> <laughs> cool cool yeah see um yeah. you post pictures of your daughter she's such a cutie <laughs> yeah 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 she is uh, she's with me right now she uh yeah she melts me it's just ridiculous how soft the girl makes a father my goodness <laughs> <laughs> That is so cute. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the of time. Course. And this was a really yeah. good interview. So thank you oh, so much. It. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Let me know when this out because I'm going to listen. <laughs> I'll definitely send you all the information. <laughs> all right. Appreciate okay. you. Thanks for taking the time to tune in to the Wordy Girl Entertainment Podcast. Don't forget to check out my blog at www.wordygirlent.com. That's W-O-R-D-Y-G-I-R-L-E-N-T.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at at WordyGirlENT and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash WordyGirlENT. And always remember... It all begins with a single word. So what are you waiting for? Go write.